0: hello kings and queens and welcome to the cultivating the luxe lifestyle podcast i am the host veronica chanel listen let me tell you a little bit about what this podcast is now all about i love to talk to influential guests that is men and women are using their god-given gift to help transform society not only that listen i love to talk about um, topics conversations um ranging from lifestyle entertainment and business so i like to have discussions pertaining to anything pertaining to these areas and lifestyle you may hear something about relationship or dating um entertainment Um, music artists, to producers, celebrity news, um, business. Um, There could be um, a Black-owned business I may feature, or it could be anyone's business that I may feature that I feel have a good product or good service. So that's what Cultivating the Luxe Lifestyle podcast is about. giving you... The only thing this podcast offers, I have a live stream show called the Lady Ball Show that airs weekly on Facebook Live, Periscope platform as well as YouTube, um, and it's streamed live on YouTube. It's multi-streaming at one time. So I also add some of my episodes on the Lady Ball Show to the my podcast platform, so those of you who on this particular platform can also listen and hear on the interview, conversation, or discussions that we have over on um, the other social media platforms. So I'm not leaving you guys out. Um, but the podcast is also featuring something of my thoughts. Um, it could be thought, something that I I quoted that I may have posted on Instagram. And not only that, it could be from one of my live stream episodes sunday thoughts saturday thoughts you know i like to participate in those hashtags on periscope so stay tuned for this upcoming episode hello everybody happy thursday welcome to another episode of the lady ball show i am the host and the creator veronica chanel listen i'm excited because this starts this episode starts a new series if you haven't seen the graphics we're going to be talking like a lot of different topics now i call it the lifestyle um discussions which means you know tamar has this this word this phrase on the show she'll say get your life well on the lady ball show my desire that when we have whenever we have lifestyle discussions topics that hits home for a lot of people we want you to get your entire life so tonight tonight we're going to be starting our lifestyle discussions um talking about depression and mental health now this may be a sensitive subject for some people but it's actually i feel that it's necessary we need to talk about it because it's a big thing and if you haven't seen the events in the news lately um, that's going on not just in the United States but all over the world. You will understand how and why it's important for us to have a better understanding of mental health, and why we should talk about it more. Now, my major is, is has been business, um, management, and and you know and human resources. So I had to pull someone. Um, thank God she's related to me. So I pulled one of my cousins, um, Renee Battle. And she, this is her area, so I pull a specialist, a healthcare professional. Healthcare professional, when it comes to, I'm gonna talk to her, that's more like human services, I believe, not healthcare. See, I told y'all I'm not, and that's not my field. <laughs> but so she's here to talk with us more about mental health. Now, if you're on Periscope, cause we are multi-streaming, Periscope, YouTube, as well as Facebook on two different pages, I want you to leave comments, let us know where you're watching from and engage in the conversation with us. I do see there's some folks has come in. Hello, good afternoon, on the Periscope platform. And there, there goes Assy Angie and the other guy I recognize them. They're chit chatting. Thank you, you all, for here now I would appreciate if you would share this out those of you on Facebook you and you know what also on YouTube YouTube give a thumbs up Facebook you can like it and share the video out okay so I'm gonna bring my cousin in Renee battle and I want you guys to get to know her a little bit better because this is her specialty hello cousin
1: hey Hey everybody
0: so we're we'll start off, I want you to tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: All right. Well, I am Renee Battle. Um, I do have a, some background in mental health. So I have a bachelor's in psychology, and I am wrapping up my master's degree in counseling mental health. Um, I'm pretty much done with the program, just decided to add an additional certification. So Mm -hmm. in December, I will be a licensed professional counselor as well as a licensed addiction specialist. So I'll be able to work with the substance abuse population as well. Um, I have aspirations of going back to get my doctorate in psychology. So when it's all said and done, I will be a psychologist.
0: (laughs) Are you planning on teaching like in the universities?
1: Uh, That's not my... um, Short-term goal right now. I mm. thought about it, you know, maybe sometime down the line. Um, but yeah, I do plan to do like research and also just kind of working with uh, patients.
0: Oh, that is neat. I yeah. did not. She gonna have like license for two specialties. Mm-hmm. So let's let's have this conversation. Um, and I do see. Thank y'all for. Um, she said uh, an RN in mental health. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, Ange, I didn't know you was an RN in mental health. Hi Well, good. You know, she can chime in on this as well. Mm -hmm. You know, when mental health facilities, you know, you have to have a nurse there, like, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) everywhere. Very important. So I'm glad you're here. I'm glad. Why did you, Renee, why did you decide to major in psychology?
1: Um, Well, I started out as a business management major, like you. Um, Mm -hmm. I I actually didn't really have a plan with that honestly I just knew I wanted to own my own business so I went that route but I remember one um, summer it was I was taking up a class over the summer and the Mm -hmm. teacher the professor you know in the beginning of the class most times they go over the syllabus and kind of tell you what to expect out of the class but this time it was different he gave us a it was a pivotal moment for me mainly because he encouraged us to reflect on ourselves and reflect on our purpose and just kind of think about what we are naturally good at and try to find a career that fits that. And so I remember that night going home thinking about, OK, what are my natural, you know, gifts or talents? And I would just remember all of my life, people have opened up to me. Um, Been very vulnerable with me. I remember, you know, people would come to me for advice as well as me just being really interested in hearing about a person's story. So I've mm-hmm. always had an interest in the behavior, uh, why people do what we, why, why people do the things that they do. And mm-hmm. um, I went to school in Georgia State, so that's the heart of Atlanta. You meet so many different people. Yeah. And just, yeah. I, I mean, very rarely do you meet somebody that's actually from Atlanta. But I just remember, I remember, You know, just always wanting to know people's story. You know, why, where, where did you come from, and why do you do the things that you do? So it's just always Mm -hmm. sort of an interest for me.
0: So you always been interested in the behavior of people, right? Yes. It then that fits you. That's the (laughs) psychology fits (laughs) you. That is because psychology is all about the mind. Now, even in business, we have to take sociology. We had to take psychology. Yep. Well, we didn't go in depth mm-hmm. uh, not as, such as you did you know we're, we're business major so you would be surprised what's so, the, the way people think the way the brain thinks all of that is 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 intersected correct me if I'm wrong is the reason why we have sometimes these clashes and, and personalities mm-hmm. or these clashes of, of how um, correct what's the what's the proper term you guys use when it when you talk about personalities and how different people think. Um
1: well, we just say that everybody pretty much has their own personality and it's usually formed based off of environmental um they say nature versus nurture. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was the environment that taught you or maybe someone actually taught you or it could be biology um mm-hmm. you know what what was passed down from your family, but we're all different and it varies based off of where we come from, our background story.
0: Absolutely, a lot of time that background and uh, and what you but they're so used to being around plays a significant factor, and and how that person's attitude, mm-hmm. food, everything is is that environment. And so, Renee, this is something. A lot of people, I as I came out of college, mm-hmm. and you know you get into what they call the real world, um, and then you kind of get into the workforce. I run into a lot of people that had been through depression. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a testimony. It's a blessing for those who have come out of it. I want you to tell us. We want to, we want to talk about what exactly um, is depression. And tell us a little about the warning signs of that.
1: Um. So depression, I would say some of the warning signs that you would um, run into with depression is it almost starts off with a, a desire to isolate. You kind of want to... Um, draw more towards more to be by yourself. Um, you mm-hmm. may be changing your eating habits. You may all of a sudden be emotionally eating for what you, you may not even know why you're doing it, but you just have a sudden urge to keep eating or mm-hmm. don't eat at all. You might go a whole day without eating. You didn't think about it. Um, your sleeping patterns are off, meaning you may used to going to bed early at 9 o'clock and then you're up at 4 o'clock in the morning you don't really know why or some people sleep the whole day away and then they wake up and do it all over again um, these mm-hmm. are some of the signs now I would say that depression is almost like an energy that kind of it thickens and it gets heavier the longer it sits and rests Um, that's why Mm -hmm. I always suggest that when you start to see those signs of, you know, like I said, your eating pattern, your sleeping pattern, um, just kind of wanting to isolate yourself and being in a room by yourself or wanting to avoid certain obligations, I would say, go ahead and start trying to relieve out some of that energy, because if you allow it to fester, it will get heavier and it will be very hard to get rid of. And when I say very hard, I mean, um, I'm not sure if you have ever tried to, um, talk or encourage someone that may be Mm
0: -hmm.
1: depression at that time it's almost no type of encouraging words that you could say to lift them out of that state and i know some people are like snap out of it you know they can't just snap out of it It doesn't happen that easily um Mm -hmm. it is almost paralyzing in a sense the longer you allow it to kind of fester and kind of keep you bound but some of the ways that i would say to um start tackling that energy to relieve it so it won't fester and get bigger. Mm-hmm. and heavier is, and I always say three different ways. The first way is breathing exercises, do an inhale, exhale. You know, whenever you start to feel yourself or your body just shutting down, like, oh, this heavy feeling is coming over me. Let me just inhale and exhale out mm-hmm. there so it won't build or fester. Another thing I would say is meditation. Um, they do, you can pretty much relax, you know, relax your muscles and listening to calm peaceful music just to mm-hmm. come about that tension temp- that um tension and then also self-talk i think this works almost immediately um for an mm-hmm. example whenever you're depressed you're kind of being filled with negative thoughts you know you feel like a failure you feel mm-hmm. like i should be further along in life or my life is horrible you know nothing's going Run right. It you have to say the opposite whenever you feel those or you hear those thoughts in your head telling you that I'm a failure you know say I'm a winner I can do this I'm coming out of this this is not where I'm going to stay and so you kind of say the opposite of how you feel releases out the tension it immediately releases out the energy and you'll be able to kind of you know continue on with your day and i know i've um there's like a saying that whenever you feel the symptoms coming on get up and move Mm -hmm. around it works so just get up walk around go outside, get some fresh air it really helps to move around because if you sit there it will fester and kind of to the point Mm -hmm. where it paralyzes you
0: yeah, because I notice if I'm tired, it's amazing when you're feeling like down, mm-hmm. or you you you're, you just feel stiff. Mm-hmm. You get out and get that sunshine, mm-hmm. and you feel the warmth, and you start walking. When you come back in the house, you feel different. It's yeah. Like, oh my God. Uh uh-huh. Oh my God. no, we're talking. When it comes to depression and mental, we're talking on a more practical. Um, uh, area, but that's why I pulled Renee in. Now you mentioned when you get these thoughts come to your mind that I should have been further along. Now I know a lot of people bear, can bear witness to that. Mm-hmm. When you sit down, you start evaluating yourself, you're like, no, I, why I didn't do this ten years ago? <laughs> uh-huh. I'm late, I'm behind. So that I I, I have thought about that. So that mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna be transparent. Mm-hmm. when if a person renee feels kind of sad or they're down for a day or two does that mean they're slipping into depression how, how does it i mean have they all discovered how it develops or just they just can't snap out of that that that, yeah. that mood
1: well okay so a set the feelings of sadness is mm-hmm. a emotion. Um, and it doesn't necessarily mean it's depression, but, like, for an example, if you have a disappointment, let's say mm-hmm. you get that promotion, you didn't get that job, and you're sad, that's normal. It's a normal, normal. reaction. Mm-hmm. So it's not quite depression yet. But um, a lot of times with mental illness, it is. it becomes mental illness when it is affecting your daily routine, when it's affecting your life in a way that you're not doing what you normally do. Like, for an example, if You love to go to the movies, and your friends Mm -hmm. invite you to the movies. You'll turn them down and say, "No, not today." Or someone may say, "I have free tickets to the Bahamas," and you're like, "No." I'm just. When the
0: the boat (laughs) leaves,
1: you'll kind of pass up things you would normally like to do, and and that's when it's getting a little bit serious. When Mm -hmm. that you should take a closer look at.
0: Ah, so it's when, so ladies and gentlemen, it's when it festers is when it stays there because a lot of people are you're sad people get sad when mm-hmm. heart heartbreak mm-hmm. relationships don't work out mm-hmm. um a lot of t- sometimes life just hit us so i wanted her to explain is when someone is sad or down one or two days that don't necessarily mean depression that just mean they're human right. and so I, I wanted her to break it down for us so we can be a little bit more educated on exactly what what depression is now i want you to you talk about um psychological abusers on your youtube channel Mm -hmm. um and i y'all i put clips of that video in there my my question to you is would you say these type of people um, play mind games with Um, individuals
1: yeah so what i would say is when it comes to psychological abusers i look at the term survival of the fittest um, so, what survival of the fittest is? We kind mm-hmm. of survive by any means necessary. Um, we mm-hmm. use the resources that we have. So, some people survive based off of having a good personality. You know, they work their way up in life because they're good at networking. They're good at, you know winning over friends based off of how Mm like through their personality. And then you have others that get through life through their intelligence. They're so smart. They have the degrees, they have everything they need. And they also are -hmm. very knowledgeable about different things. So that's how they get through in life. But then you have psychological abusers who get through in life or get by in life through manipulating and controlling. And so when, as far as the mind games, to them, it's not necessarily a mind game, but to people who are being psychologically abused, that's when it becomes, you may view it as a mind game, because when someone is manipulating you and controlling you to do something, that that kind of, it is a mind game from that point of view, but as far as the psychological abusers point of view, this is how they have done it. They have always done it. This is how they get through in life. They may not be the smartest. They may not have the best personality, but one thing they do have is they know how to get their way through manipulating mm-hmm. and um as well mm-hmm. as so again to the to the victim it is a mind game. But to it is. A psychological abuser, this is how they survive, how they get through in life.
0: So they they survive by influencing, by, I'm thinking, looking off her her video. And I put her YouTube channel, so you guys can, hopefully you subscribe to it, so you can get out, you know, whenever she drops a new video, you will get it. So they do manipulation, they influence, they, um, do they threaten? Because if she she will um, talk about it on her YouTube channel, ladies and gentlemen, she talks about how they're trying to make you feel like you're bad. Mm -hmm. Like, like you're terrible, Mm -hmm. and so I mean, psychological abusers are they considered? This is just like off the top of my head, Renee. Mm -hmm. Are they considered having a mental problem themselves, Uh, being like that?
1: Yeah, well, so I will say that um, psychological abusers may be kind of approaching narcissists, um, the narcissist personality disorder. Mm. Um, They also could be sociopaths, psychopaths or they could just have adapted manipulative ways um it doesn't always necessarily mean that they have a disorder um psychological abusers it would fall along the category of personality disorders but it doesn't necessarily mean that they have it um Mm -hmm. so i wouldn't say that based off of the type of um Ways that they may have or just the habit that they may have picked up of manipulating and controlling but um, if you know there if they did fall on the category it would be either those three narcissists um, psychopaths or sociopaths
0: I see now I want to this is another thing I told you I want us to touch base on Uh, for those of you who don't know this is just part one uh, because mental health is is big is Mm -hmm. huge and so me, what me and Renee's doing, just like a, it's an opening of what we're going to get into, hopefully in the future. She's gonna, I mean, you know, I'm gonna bring her back, right? To <laughs> okay. okay. we'll talk about part two. But um, so those of you, I'm noticing that some new people has come in. Um, welcome to the Lady Ball Show. we have now, we're starting the lifestyle discussions. And so this is a good way to start because whether we want to admit it or not. Some depression and mental illness, mental health can affect us and our daily lives, whether it's you going through it or somebody else you know. You could be working with somebody that got it. People are not going to tell you that. But it's good to know the warning signs of it so you can be able to identify. And it's also good not to be careful not to say, call someone mental and they're really not. Right. You have to be very careful not to do that because... That that's a that's a touchy area. So be very careful how you think someone's mental, when they could just be experiencing something that's just called life. Okay, so Brene, I wanna the next question. Yeah, and what well, the next topic we're gonna discuss about is the difference between bipolar and schizophrenic. Mm-hmm. I want you to go kind of walk us through it when it comes to that.
1: Okay, uh, so schizophrenia. Um, I go over some of the symptoms that they may have. Um, schiz- people who have the disorder of schizophrenia, they do um, sometimes have hallucinations, um, mm-hmm. they may hear voices. So they may have auditory hallucinations where they're hearing voices. Sometimes mm. the voice tell them to do things, um, and they may act on it at times. They also see things. They may see, you know, shadows or black figures or just things crawling on the wall. Um, they have delusions meaning that sometimes they feel that the government sent them here to do something or um they're here based off of a a mission or maybe they're under protective witness at the time um and they also may have like disorganized speech disorganized behavior Mm -hmm. um this you may see someone in the summertime walking down the street with a big coat on um so yes and uh, they have like catatonic behavior. This is this means your posture um, responsiveness uh, is mm-hmm. distorted in a sense where you know you may be resistant to movement. They may be very still and kind of just sitting there like that. Um, mm-hmm. and as far as the bipolar goes, and I will go ahead and say this before I get into bipolar, um, mm-hmm. schizophrenia and bipolar, they're two. They're they look totally different. Um, I would say that people who have the schizophrenia disorder, um, you would probably notice it's more noticeable versus the bipolar. People who have bipolar disorder, is not as noticeable. So um, some of the symptoms for bipolar would be... Mm-hmm it means a dramatic shift in your emotions um dramatic shift in energy your mood meaning you have extreme highs and you have extreme lows um with bipolar as far as the extreme extreme lows it resembles more like depression so it's like a major depressive episode where you're low energy um, you're feeling discouraged your um, eating habits have changed your sleeping pattern is off so they pretty Resemble what depression is, and these mm-hmm. are extreme lows. And then, as far as that stream highs goes, they're very um, energetic. They may talk very fast.
0: Um, the they just like,
1: the, they the, um. They may have a sudden urge to start this new bi- business venture out of the blue. Um, and so, whenever you think of the highs, you think <laughs> this is a good idea. You know, it's good to be in a good mood, high self esteem. But it can be dangerous. Anytime anything is extreme, it can be dangerous. And so mm-hmm. that's example. So let's just say you are you have a career as an engineer. You know, you mm-hmm. you make money. And then all of a sudden you wanna quit to start a, a business selling apples. And so you, <laughs> you know, to go sell apples <laughs> because you really believe in this business. And so um people who have Uh, who are suffering Mm -hmm. and they call it a manic episode um, the extreme highs by the way so people that are experiencing this type of manic episode they don't really pay attention to consequences at the time they have poor decision making at the time so they do make split decisions and it's Mm -hmm. almost kind of like just you just stop your life here, and then you want to start something else here. So, um, and as far as bipolar goes, there is a bipolar one and a bipolar two, um, which if anybody who's watching think that they may need wow. evaluate, never heard of that. Yeah, I would go get evaluated by a professional. They would be able to determine um, whether it may be bipolar one or bipolar two. Um, now as far as the difference between bipolar 1 and bipolar 2 is hypomania um mm-hmm. far, so in order to be diagnosed with bipolar 1 you would have to have a manic um a manic episode now with bipolar 2 mm-hmm. it is possible that you would not have a manic episode but you may have a hypomania episode which is not quite manic but it's close mm-hmm. to that makes sense. I don't want to confuse anybody. And again, this is something okay. that would kind of have to break down for you, but there is a mm-hmm. difference between bipolar 1 and bipolar 2. So as far as overall, schizophrenia and bipolar is two totally different things. They look different. Um, you may not know or recognize that a person is suffering from bipolar just based off of looking at them because they may appear very normal to you, but people who are close to them may notice a change before outsiders look oh wow yeah
0: that's a that's a lot i know it is <laughs> that's a lot so that's why i said it's an overview because uh-huh. i didn't know there was a bipolar one or two
1: uh-huh. i thought
0: it was just just bipolar and these signs and that's a lot <laughs> it, really, it really is that i can see how that can really affect that person's daily activity i know the 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 um the definition, correct me if I'm wrong, of mental health is when basically your day your normal daily activities becomes like as out of range, right? It, you know, and then if it, the way God built our bodies, if we go out of range, if we go too high or too low, even with something like blood pressure, mm-hmm. you got to be careful with that because that that that's that your body is talking to you. Something is going on. Mm-hmm. So I see why they need medication to kind of keep that person under control um, I see um, I want to go to this question Renee mm-hmm. um, Martina said on Facebook she said um, when left untreated does it get worse as far as the the, the different mental illness that you were just talking about um, so just mental
1: illness all the way around when left untreated. Um, I
0: think she's referring to like um, I'm, I'm thinking is it depression or she could be referring to when you were talking about bipolar and schizophrenic. Uh, that's when I think it's bipolar and schizophrenic. And that's when her question came up.
1: Okay. Um, I would say that it would, it, I would say that it would get worse um, over time. I would say anything that is untreated does get worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you do not saying that it may, there's not a chance that you can't get better, but like with anything, if you go get help, Mm -hmm. there is a better chance. You have a higher percentage of a chance to getting well or getting better than if you didn't get treated. So I would say most definitely get treated. Um, I also would suggest too, when it comes to these disorders, just going to counseling in general and just talking with the professional They would kind of guide you on whether you may need to seek, you know, other options like medication or any other type of treatments that may help with um, whatever disorder they may be kind of looking at at the time. But Mm -hmm. um, I think everybody should go to counseling, actually. And so we're kind of in counseling and and talking things through and understanding um, how our childhood may have affected us or trying to patch up old Mm -hmm. wounds or healing from whatever trauma we may have had through life I think that we have a better chance at just remaining overall healthy mentally
0: Um, I I totally agree with that everybody needs to seek wise counsel (laughs) I would say wise counsel because because we, we go through a lot you know, mm-hmm. any women I don't care what what your nationality is we go through a lot and if even if if, if I may if you're part of the, the church if you're part of the the, uh, the kingdom of God the body of Christ you're going to be hit with some stuff <laughs> and you need to make sure that your mind stay level because because you know what if you lose your mind mm-hmm. you, you know what what, what what can you do you become ineffective. So it's good to have talks like this to hit touch on basic. because, believe it or not, there is probably an adversary that would love for you to lose your mind. Mm -hmm. But uh, can I say this? I know we have different type of folk watching, but I'm going to say the devil. is Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to throw that out there. The devil. I don't know about anybody else. Y'all feel free to testify and put it in the comments because sometimes you go through so much. If you're not careful, you will lose your mind, and have people. And, and that's something that the adversary would love for you to do. Uh-huh. No, you don't. You don't have to lose your mind. God, God, there's there's people out here where you can seek help that you can talk to, and individual like like Renee. You know, look at all, look at all this. You know, she do You don't educated so many people that even I think your mom is watching. Uh huh. That's the family right there. She said, "I didn't know there was a bipolar <laughs> and bipolar too. And then, um, I think someone put another question in. She said, do they cycle every month? Uh, Does it, do they have, like, is it, do they have, like, these, like, um, phases where they they go extremely high or extremely low? I I Um, don't know.
1: Yeah, so as far as the timing of it, um, as far as whether they may be experiencing an extreme high right now one month and an extreme low the other month, um, it's kind of hard to say. I know it varies. Now, as far as the criteria of being diagnosed, they kind of compare it with how long you were experiencing it. So, for an example, if you were experiencing this low, uh, extreme low for two weeks, then mm-hmm. kind of go in and see what other criteria you're meeting. But as far as whether it varies month to month, it it's all is different, and it kind of varies. Mm-hmm. Person as well, so um, you just kind of pay attention to the behavior. They may be extremely depressed right now, Mm -hmm. and um, all of a sudden, the extreme highs. And I will say that there are people that actually go to the hospital, um, face hospitalization for their extreme highs because it it gets too extreme. So, so you just kind of pay attention to to how long the episode may last I mean it varies it could last a while and it could be a short period of time it just varies across each person
0: yeah right. and I want to say ladies and gentlemen thank you for putting your comments and your questions in Renee loves this this is this is her <laughs> this is her thing. so Renee you see the question from Jada um we're gonna go to the last part Jada she said "How do you, how do you recommend pushing past that um, childhood drama. You know what, Jada? You all up in my future episode. <laughs> Wait a minute, but you see the question, um, wow. Renee? Yeah. She said, "Is it is it harder to try to talk about childhood dramas, baby? Because we don't want to hurt parents, grandparents, or church member fam- feelings. Um, how do we rec- How do you recommend pushing past that?"
1: Well, one thing I can say is childhood traumas will continue to resurface if you do not deal with it. So you can push it back today and then it'll creep back up next year. And then Mm -hmm. you push it back next year and it'll keep creeping back up. So it is something that I recommend going ahead and dealing with. Um, Now, as far as talking about it, it's not the same as going through to address every single person that hurt you. That's not what you're doing. But just uh, talking about what happened to you, because we can't deal with anything if we don't acknowledge that it occurred. So Mm -hmm. you go to your counselor. It's a confidentiality there where they will not you know release out any information that you tell them of course unless you're letting them know that you plan on harming yourself or somebody else but as far as what you tell them it stays with them and sometimes it's therapeutic to just say it out of your mouth yes this happened to me and Mm -hmm. it's not going back to that person but you're just releasing that out by saying this hurt me and this is how it made me feel and Mm -hmm counselor will kind of help you figure out how to heal those wounds from there. But um, I know it can be hard, especially the longer you hold it in. Um, It Mm -hmm. feels Because I can say I've been to counseling before um, a few times in the past. And I remember the first time I went to counseling and opened up about something that I had never opened up about before. It felt so weird. It felt uncomfortable. You feel free.
0: Yeah,
1: at, at first like, it feels uncomfortable, but whenever you get it out, it, it slows and you start mm-hmm. to feel a little better. But you got to kind of open up that
0: door to do it. And I know it's yeah. hard, but you can do it. Yeah, yeah, I I totally agree. The only thing is, you, like I said earlier, use the wise counsel. <laughs> you can't, I'm, I'm learning, Renee, I can't talk to everybody. You can't talk to everybody. Some people, okay. once once I see something fizz you're not the one you talk to. Uh-huh. If, because you, if you don't get anything out of it, you're talking for a reason. We're not just we're not just like, hey, what's up? Like I ain't got nothing else better to do. No, right. I guess I need to get it out. <laughs> you need to do a little chit chat. Right. And when if they don't give you what you need, then maybe the Lord has somebody else you need to go talk to. But don't don't just shut the door, and then everything just start piling on. You you know what I'm saying? Everything just start piling on, you and that's weight and that's stress. So I, I am so glad I got folk like this in my family that I can tug and come on. I'm gonna have to go see you, Renee, when you get your. <laughs> I'm gonna have to be on Renee's chair, honey. I may have to. I see there's some comments coming in. <laughs> um, oh, she said she's. I like Jada. She agreed with me. She said, "No, you can't talk to everybody." Exactly.
1: Oh yeah, definitely.
0: Exactly. And then I'm I'm glad the ladies are putting in. Um, childhood drama and physical abuse. She witnessed her mom being physically abused, mm-hmm. and so that's something. What you would say earlier, Renee, how that may have affected them mm-hmm. uh, in adulthood, and that's you know we we don't we don't think about. It. That's why it's good to testify.
1: Yeah. To tell and them. Also, it may it may help somebody else in a way. And and let me just kind of give an example because I have mm-hmm. seen so many moments or so many times where um, my patients, they have been abused or sexually abused, um, their mother has been sexually abused, their grandmother has been sexually abused, and mm. no one knew about it, because they have never talked about it, so this is a secret everybody is holding on to and keeping, and they're mm-hmm. going about that day, and they don't even realize that they ha- that they all have something in common, and so just kind of opening up and talking about it could help the next generation, or it could help somebody yeah. That may be going through the same thing because it is something that we kinda keep to ourselves. We don't really open up about things like this. Maybe we're scared. Maybe we're trying to protect somebody. But mm-hmm. it, it does, you know, of course, and you kinda you kinda decide what who you should open up about this. Don't open up to just anybody. Like we said earlier, you do have to be careful about who you talk to. But you never know how many people have your same
0: story. Right. Right, and that's why the Bible said, testify one to another. <laughs> My mom looking at me, y'all. I'm not trying to crack jokes, but I can see why, you know, in church, why certain scriptures are there. I can see why. That That is being able to talk and socialize with, with the right people. That is so, um, it's like medicine. It's like mm-hmm. music is a form of therapy. Mm-hmm. All of that is messing. We as women, we need to socialize. We need to have somebody, if you can't chat here, when, when you leave that spot, chat with somebody. Mm-hmm. That's where I created the Lady Ball Show.
1: Mm-hmm. So we
0: can do something like this, you know, feature different um, individuals using their gifts, and we need to have discussions like this, because this is what's really going on. And Jada, I left your comment up. I like, she said, She said we, tell, we talk to family. And the family just say, oh, let it go, just pray about it, forgive and forget. But I'm sure Renee's feel it's a little bit more to forgive, forget. It's a little bit yeah. more.
1: You will have those family members that sweep things under the rug. And um, mm-hmm. it's very common in everybody's family. So it's, it, you know, it's a lot of people that still even do that to this day. But that's how why, why you have to know who to talk to about certain things. Because Mm -hmm. if you talk to the person that is usually sweeping things under the rug, you're just going to be upset (laughs) because they're not going to, they're going to either say, you know, let it go. You need to let that go and get over and move on. It happens Mm fast and they're going to be insensitive and it's not going to be helpful at all to your healing. So, um, you know, I recommend sometimes either going to, going to a professional or you may have friends that you can trust to confide in Mm -hmm. like this. But, um, it may not be helpful to go back to that person that hurt you because it's gonna, right. it may be some conflict that will creep up from that situation. Mm-hmm. And plus, whenever we heal and we forgive, it's about ourselves and not them. So a lot of times we feel like we need that type of closure, but healing starts from within and you can heal yourself without it ever receiving an apology from anybody else. So. Mm-hmm. Focus on yourself doing what you have to do and talking to the right people. People who will who will not be insensitive to your situation. And you kinda have to have an idea of who that will be.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. I totally agree. I got this is good, y'all. I like this. <laughs> this is real good. And those comments just just making it better. Um, I did see your your mother put a comment in. Um, I believe she she said she said that, the, that childhood trauma is what's troubling so many people in their adulthood. It is. Mm-hmm. It really is. And I think um, the first one that really brought her out in the church, from what I remember, was T.D. Jakes. When he did a lot of that woman down art loose, I mm-hmm. mean, some of everything started coming out. And I was like, that's what I, I was like. It was so many years ago when I saw it. Mm-hmm. But I was like, wow. That's when my eyes began to, to open. Of, of what some people are going through. Everybody don't have a little nice comfort home like you have. You'd be surprised what some individual men and women have been through um, in their life. I got one one last question because this is something that I always want to know, Renee. If someone is paranoid, mm-hmm. is that a form of, of mental illness? Now, I'm, you know how you got like the neighborhood walk? so you like some people be watching like watching. you Mm -hmm. gotta watch your surroundings Mm -hmm. but that's what i'm talking about something a little bit different but you think that is that a form of mental illness as well
1: uh well i will say that of course like you mentioned there is Mm a difference between being paranoid and being cautious like you know like if someone let's just say jimmy stole money from you and now you don't keep money around jimmy
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or not like watching Jimmy because you think he may steal from you again. That's pretty, that's a normal reaction. But as far as uh, paranoia goes, mm-hmm. that's more so of a symptom. It could be a symptom of a disorder. Um, I see. So, but it doesn't necessarily mean that if you are paranoid. But again, with mental illness, it doesn't become a mental illness unless it is affecting how you do life. Like for an example, if you're so paranoid, that you're sitting in a room full of people and you think everybody's out to get you, or if you never allow anybody to step foot in your house because you're so mm-hmm. paranoid, um, and then you have somebody that wants to drop something off and you refuse to allow them in—that's when it's getting a bit extreme, and we may want to see if this is a symptom of a, a mental of something else. Yeah, a yeah I understand
0: now. Uh huh. I understand now. So paranoid, because you know, I'm she's educated beyond. Paranoid is is, a, is really is really a symptom of, of a small thing from the, the bigger picture. Right. If I were to say. Mm-hmm. I see, I did not know that. I'm, see, the way people talk, and we have to be careful, when you're talking and we don't know what they're talking about, it's always good to get someone like, like her that's, that's specialized in it, that's educated, becoming licensed in it or certified. Mm-hmm. I, the way they explain it is mm-hmm. like it's, like, you have bipolar, schizophrenic, and then paranoid. Like, they, they section it off. That could be a, a symptom of something else that could be ruined. And we know there's a lot of different types of, of mental illness that we're going to go through the next time. But thank you. I didn't know that. Yeah.
1: So, like, whenever you're being diagnosed, I will say that there is a criteria that um, clinicians use. So they have a book called the DSM-5. That they use where they mm-hmm. um, have to meet criteria for it, so it may say that you have to have the symptom of paranoia along with something else in order to be diagnosed with, you know, something else. So it's it's something that they're going by. They're not just throwing stuff together like, oh, they got mm-hmm. this, got that. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that's why I say it is more of a symptom of something else. Um, and then also like with different behaviors, sometimes a lot of people do. I mean, misdiagnosis happen at times and I know that yeah. who are not as educated in the area they may throw it out, Oh, you got bipolar disorder. And <laughs> you know, they're throwing things out and in it you have to have you have to meet criteria for it in order to be diagnosed with it. you're not just people aren't just giving diagnosis. You're not just throwing it out or stamping it on your forehead. Mm-hmm. But yes, mm-hmm. you have a certain type of
0: yeah, I'm sure they got to go through some like yeah. what you call evaluations.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: That, that's the word I always hear in the news—they're being evaluated. So you are just asking them questions. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm assuming. We have another question. I think it's the last question I'm gonna take. Um, she's my mom said, Renee, can one person have all the symptoms you mentioned tonight?
1: Um, as are you as far as is it bipolar or which for which disorder or do you mean just all? Because people can be diagnosed with with multiple disorders, um, okay. they can have schizophrenia, they can have um, bipolar, they can have depression. I have you know worked with so many different patients who may have had a long list, maybe five diagnoses at once. So it wow. is possible. it is very possible. Yes.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. That that is a lot. That's a lot on that person on one yeah, person. It, it is a whole lot. These these patients they were in mental facilities that you you may, you know, visited where you was like going for your your degree. Uh-huh.
1: Yes. Yeah. So, um I did my internship at a inpatient substance abuse facility. Mm-hmm. Uh so these people came in um for, it was a two week program, so they would come in, and you know, whenever you're working with the uh, substance abuse population, you get everybody from all walks of life, really. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yes, I did come in contact with uh, people who had several disorders. Um, and in, in the past, I've also worked in a day program for the severely mentally ill, so they also had several mm-hmm. disorders. Um, so it, it, it is different populations you can work with in the mental health field. But in those populations, you will definitely see a long list of uh, mental health disorders.
0: Oh, well, thank you for answering that question. And thank you for educating me. You're welcome. And I'm glad that this was a good start to the lifestyle. We want you to get your entire life. <laughs> get your entire life on oh, <laughs> the lady by the <laughs> Oh, my God. This was, thank you so much for that. We got to go. I got to bring it back to do a part two. Okay. And I'm not gonna have it, I'm gonna have like, gonna be a little space, but not that that much of a space, but she gotta wow. come back so we can do a part two so people can, can be able to get more educated. We need to get more, not, a, not afraid of mental illness, not afraid of mental health, because um, I saw a, t- uh, a statistics that it's like, is it one out of every five um, of Americans? I don't know if that, that it, it may have changed. Has some type of mental illness, and mm-hmm. so you're going to be coming in contact with people that may have it, and you got to know how to recognize it and how to deal with it. I think wow. the knowledge is power, but what they used to say back in the nineties, yeah. way back in the day, when I was a little knowledge is power. So thank you for coming on the Lady Ball Show, sharing with us your expertise. I have highly enjoyed I think the people have enjoyed it, too. I want to thank everybody for watching and replay viewers. Thank you for watching for your questions and your comments, too. Um, I think it went over my time, but that's fine. It's okay. We were we were I was all into this, honey, okay? <laughs> that's Renee's um, YouTube channel that you can go and subscribe and Follow her and you know check her out because she's she is doing something. Her channel is all about it's about beauty you say and what else? And mental health. And mental. Health. <laughs> yeah, because I
1: advertise some beauty products sometimes, but I I kind of want to gear more towards mental health and just kind of educating everyone on mental health.
0: Yes, I gotta have her up here whenever something happens. I gotta I gotta bring her. As a, we gotta talk about this. <laughs> and I may be on um I may be on Renee's couch in the future. This my this my cousin. Um. Oh shoot! But she said.